0: Today's show is about axes, and let me say, that word is destined to be mispronounced, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Hatchets and tomahawks.
1: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
0: Hi, and welcome to another episode. Sensei Michelle here with Sensei Jackie. Hi. And
2: Landon. Hi, everyone.
0: And today, we're with Sensei Randy. Hi. I say Sensei Randy because just a Sunday, a week ago, we had Black Belt Promotions, and he's gone from brown belt to black belt, so congratulations, right, guys? Congratulations,
1: Uh, congratulations, Sensei. Thank you. Thank you.
2: And you can see that promotion on YouTube. And they can visit our Twitter page for a link or DM us on Twitter for uh, the actual links.
0: Okay, here we go. I had so much fun doing this research, didn't you guys? Oh, I loved it.
2: And I'm going to interrupt right away to say this quick descriptive fact. Everyone knows what an axe is, right? Right. Okay. So obviously they come in different sizes, but they're also made to be used with two hands, not one hand. So imagine two hands. So hatches are axes that are made to use with one hand. So a hatchet is an axe with one hand, and the tomahawk is a lighter version of a hatchet. And that's according to Healthy Handyman. So there you go. Okay, so I got it. Hatchets are small axes? Yes. And tomahawks are a little lighter.
3: Yes, that's, that's it.
0: I'm on board with that.
3: <laughs> and I'm going to add something for clarity also. Axes have a lot of parts, which I did not realize. they at least over 10. Okay, but for today, we're going to keep it simple. So we're going to use blade
0: edge to talk about the cutting side. And we're going to use butt to talk about the side opposite the cutting edge. And then where the head meets the handle, we're going to call the eye. And the handle, we're just going to call the handle.
2: Really? Yeah. <laughs> Actually? <laughs>
3: Seriously? I'm not going to give
0: it
2: any special name.
0: That
3: sounds
2: like a good idea to me.
0: So we used a ton of sites, but the one that is fun to say, you want to try it, Landon, is?
2: Dot... <laughs> com. I love this site.
1: you got to so love
2: a good pun. So it's A-C-T-H-I-S. Right, Landon?
1: you got to love a good pun.
2: I do
0: love a good pun. Yes. So my suggestion to the audience is Google it because I thought they were funny. They were. They were. Look at, look at here where I wrote right away. We may have listeners who don't think puns are funny, and we would love to hear from you. Yes. Or if you do think they're funny, we would love to hear from you. Yes. So you're going to let us know on Twitter or Facebook at Wildcat Dojo or on our email at Dojo Conversations at AOL. Hey, didn't I get that out quickly?
2: That was excellent. <laughs> I, I've been having that ready in there. When I looked up the puns, I saw excellent. I was so excited to say it. Okay, getting back to axes, did you guys think that there would be a lot of different types of them? Well, according to Axness, there's lots of specialty axes, but I picked a few to name. There's a felling axe for chopping down trees. There's one for ice, one for carpentry. Firemen have their own type of axe.
3: And there are ones made for just throwing. That's right. And I want to mention this axe that's called an ads, A D Z E. Yeah. The blade, instead of being lined up with the head, sits perpendicular to it. And I did watch this video of a guy slicing thin pieces off a wooden beam. He straddled the beam and he brought the ads back toward him. It was wild and he cut such thin pieces of wood with this very large ad. Fascinated me. I wanted to try it. I asked Jay about it because it confused
0: me as to why he used that tool. Right. And Jay said that the ads is good for hollowing out logs. So if you were using it to make a canoe, oh, right, or anything that you wanted hollowed out, that would be when you would use that tool.
1: And I I, I looked a picture of it up, and how I would kind of describe it is it looks kind of like if an axe and a hoe were mixed together.
0: That is a good description. That is with a sharp uh, edge on the hoe part, and the handle being only half as long as a normal hoe. Right. Yes. Um, Jay also said that the adze is pretty old. I found where it dated back as far as the 12th century and its Mm. predecessor,
2: that was called an Edessa. It dates back as far
0: as the Stone
2: Age. That's a perfect segue because we're talking about history. So I'll start by saying that axe dates back to the Stone Age too.
1: I read that too, and it was called a hand axe because it didn't have a handle. It was just made of flint, where one side was super sharp and the other side was round, so you could hold it.
3: Okay, when did all this happen, Cynthia Jack? Well, the first historical finds proved that the people at the time lived by hunting and fishing. And it dates back as far as the early Stone Age, about two and a half million years ago. And then lasted until around 10,000 years ago. A fun fact is that this was the end of the last Ice Age. So you know that makes me think of the Ice Age movies, right guys? Of Uh, course. Isn't
0: that the one with the little...
1: Thing that baby.
0: I don't know what it's called, but it, it has that animal that always drops the acorn right. on the ice and makes it split in two. That's the name, Sid. The
1: it's a squirrel. It's Sid the squirrel.
0: The squirrel. Oh, okay. Sid And Scrap. Do you, have you seen
3: the movies, Randy?
1: No, I haven't. Oh. I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> I know saw one one, and, uh... for once I saw
3: one of them. Oh, thank goodness! Once. I have not seen them. No, They're funny. The, I love the
0: them.
1: The only thing oh, I've seen is the uh, Ice Age Shuffle. Oh,
3: that thing!
1: With Sid in it.
0: Are they sing are they dancing?
1: <laughs> you sli- oh like it's kinda like the electric slide, you know, you slide to it like the left and right.
2: Slide, but then it's like on
0: ice <laughs> but it's,
1: it's ice. So age. they just
2: like slide and then they fall. Oh my god, I'm gonna look that up after we're done. That's
0: great. All right. Where where are we, Landon? Do you even know? It
2: does. so I wanna say something about the hand axe before we forget to say it. On that show you like Sensei Modern marvels, they show a guy using a hand axe on some roadkill. Oh. Oh, I remember seeing that. Um, it's not very appetizing, but if you have the <laughs> summit for it, it's definitely worth a Google search. Not to be too graphic. That's gross. i to
0: say that. <laughs> want me to say it?
2: Uh, so okay.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm going to say this last part because it is graphic. The hand axe, which is a, a stone, it slices through that animal. Honestly, like, like it's it not even be- difficult, like butter. I didn't oh. want to say that, but <laughs> yeah. <yes>. that far? <laughs> no, she's right. <laughs> you got to Google it Just see. It's really, really amazing how sharp it is, which is to tell you if you were to find something like that on the ground, don't touch that sharp side against you because it will cut you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And ew and gross to it. But, you know, that's life, right? Ah. Yes. I'm going to sing The Circle of Life and go back to movie. No, please do that. <laughs> Lion King. Okay, Randy, try to get us back on track.
1: I've got something around 3,000 to 3,400 before the common era, which is about 5,000 years ago, is when handles started being attached to hand axes and they had two ways of connecting it. One was where they sort of tied together and one where they made a hole in the handle and pounded the stone edge, cutting edge into the handle, kind of like the axes we have now.
0: Us, how ingenious the people were. It made me be so impressed the MacGyver's of their time. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Unless you guys have something else, I'm ready to move on to my favorite subject and yours, axes as weapons. Oh, I
3: thought you were going to (laughs)
2: say (laughs) self-control.
3: Well, there is a a modicum of self-control needed with axes as weapons. (laughs) That's true. Are you going to start us out here? I think so. Did you know there's a whole culture around battle axes, and it dates back as far as the Bronze and even the Stone Age?
2: Really? I,
3: I did not know that.
2: So I was curious, so we looked up the ages, and we came across the site, Archaeology for Kids. It says there are three main ages. The Stone Age, which started with prehistoric man and lasted roughly three and a half million years. Then came the Bronze Age, which was from around 2000 BCE, till the Iron Age, which started in 1200 BCE.
0: Thank you. I'm really glad to know that. But
2: let's get back to
0: axes as weapons, shall we? Yes. Yes. They found evidence in both South Sweden, which I'm just saying, not two words you hear often together.
2: <laughs> South Sweden.
0: And in Norway, of axes used specifically for battles. And they dated back to 3000 BCE. Really? Mm-hmm. They were made of stone. That's cool. That's yeah, really cool. of course. Mm. Okay, Rand, you're up.
1: Uss. Archaeologists found one example that dated back 1000 BCE, where the axe head is inserted into the wood and tied in place. There were pictures that are worth Googling if you had some time. Really? Yep, this is cool too. In the Bronze Age, they could make molds and sort of mass produce weapons.
3: Oh! So, manufacturing before Ford. (laughs) And before assembly lines. Oh my
1: goodness!
3: (laughs) Before we jump
0: to the Middle Ages, Sensei Randy, give us a Viking fact
1: or two, please? Us! I bet most people know that axes were popular with the Vikings. What stood out to archaeologists was that Viking axes had longer handles and thinner blades. This made the axes super light. Oh. And I have one And I have one more thing. This type of axe was very common at the Battle of Hastings in 1066 CE. We've
2: talked about the Battle of Hastings before. That's why we kept
0: that fact, because that seems to be a place where a lot of weaponry came together, doesn't it? Yes.
1: And I believe it's where the big modern push for weapons started coming out.
0: That's what I think, too. Okay, on that note, we're going to push on to the Middle Ages and to the Renaissance. So that's basically the 11th to the 16th centuries. Uh, At the time, people carried two axes, a small one with a short handle on their belt and a long-handled one. Knights used them when fighting on foot.
3: I did read that. And I also saw that a common feature on their axes was where the butt end had an iron spike. Okay, ew.
2: Ew. And I'll add one more thing. Axes, at that time, were being designed to go through the metal armor. They must have had to be extremely strong to go
0: through the metal armor. I'm not sure if axes are just bringing up a lot of gross facts, or you're getting all the gross facts, Landon. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because I wrote right here, it does sound like a brutal way to battle, doesn't it? Oh, miserable.
1: I agree and I have one more thing. There was an axe at the time called a bearded axe. It was extra large and the cutting edge looked a lot like a saber.
0: So it kind of spearish in a way. Us, oh, so I saw that. And that's a perfect way to lead in to the fact that as swords gained popularity, axes begin to wane as far as using them in battle.
3: True. But at the same time, axes grew in popularity with ordinary people. They used them for defense against bandits, to keep their home safe, and also as a tool. Interesting.
0: And on that note, I'm going to say there is no easy way to segue into the introduction of the axe as the weapon for executions. I mean, there's just no way to start that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So we're only going to stay here for a minute. But I do think it's worth mentioning because until I started doing this research, I had forgotten that existed. So did I. Okay, are you going to start us out here? Yes. Another gross one for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and for those who know me, I'm not a gross person. No, so. no, not at okay. all.
0: Very positive.
2: I'll start us out with this one. What happened was that the broad axe gradually began to replace the sword as the tool of choice for beheadings. This, <laughs> it was that they have a tool of choice for that. This happened
3: during the later part of the Middle Ages. Yes, and we read that in Sweden, beheading with the broad axe was used in the 18th and 19th century. The last one was of a guy named John Philip Nordland and happened on December 10th, 1900. He was beheaded by a man named Albert Gustav Dalman. I yeah. would
0: not like that job. Wow.
1: Us, and I'm adding that the broad axe was retired and then the guillotine was used in executions in Sweden.
0: That does sound like you're going from the frying pan to the fire, but at least you don't have to be right up next to the guy. You can be a couple of
1: feet away if you're doing the guillotine. You're right. And I'll finish with one last weird fact. The guillotine was only used once in Sweden, in 1910, because that was the last execution in Sweden.
0: Actually? Yeah, that's what they wrote. I didn't know that. Okay, we get one fun fact each, and then we're moving on to
3: hatchets.
2: (laughs) Us, I'll start with something that I hadn't really thought about before I read this. As far back as the Stone Age archaeologists have found evidence of axes being used as symbols of power. They found it in all these places.
3: China, the Inca Empire, Greece, and Rome. Good one. And I like this one. They found carvings of women with double-headed axes, one in each hand. Totally loving that one. I do too. But I'm moving on
0: to sort of modern times and talking about how axes were used for chopping down trees. Really, until the age of the chainsaw, which was created by a very famous company, STIHL. I'm going to say it's
1: still.
2: Us.
0: Yes. And that wasn't until 1920.
3: Wow. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
1: Okay, I'm finishing with two things. One, chainsaws rule.
3: Yeah, of course, for sure. sure. Of course.
1: But back to axes. At the height of the axe need here in the U.S., there were over 600 manufacturers. Now there's just a few. Yeah.
3: 600 manufacturers, a lot.
1: Yes. Us,
0: but we're moving on to the smaller cousin of the
2: axe.
0: <laughs> oh, good lord, Lennon, You're the starter all day long today, oh my aren't gosh. you? <laughs>
2: okay, at least this one
0: Okay, good.
2: <laughs> First off, like we mentioned at the start, a hatchet is a mini axe, and it is meant to be used with one hand. All of our sources say—oh, just so official—all our sources say. I feel like we're on the news. All our sources say that you really need to know your hatchets and tomahawks to see the difference. I read that the big difference is how the head is attached, but I couldn't see a lot of differences in the photos.
0: I couldn't see a lot of differences in the photos either, and I looked. Okay, I got another cool site name for you. Go for okay, it. I hate to just jump ship on the whole tomahawk hatchet argument. But speaking of arguments, at a site called Coffee or Die, that <laughs> com, right? Do you love that site? Okay. I love that site. There's a, some military folks, and they were debating on whether hatchets are practical. Uh, some praise them as tools for clearing brush, getting into gates, and even getting into doorways, and others thought they were literally dead weight to carry around.
1: Really? Us, oh, so us, I read that. They also said that certain groups have barred their men from carrying them as far back as World War I, but it's worth noting that some say seals keep them for hand to hand combat, and one group even has a hatchet on their patch.
2: Was it, Randy? You are being inducted into the controversies club because there's another
3: one now today. Yeah. We can't get away from controversies (laughs) again. You are so right. So I'll add that I like what a French commander in the French and Indian War is quoted as having said Have your musket clean as a whistle, hatchet scoured, 60 rounds of powder, and be ready to march at a minute's notice.
2: That's cool.
3: Yeah.
0: So I'm going to finish this part up and push us on with the idea that the butt or opposite end of the head is oftentimes now embedded with tools.
2: Ah, that's right. And we saw sockets, prying tools, even one that had a pistol in the handle.
0: I love that one. So cool. Okay, I fell in love with the one that's been developed by the Air Force. It's called a crash axe. And they they are quoted as saying it's used to get in and out when trouble arises. Ah. It has 11 different parts, not unlike a Swiss Army knife. Right. And it has a a knife in the handle.
2: In the handle?
0: Uh Uh-huh. It's so cool. It drops out of the handle. Really? I'm sure you can look it up anytime you want. And it's made of super strong steel. And that finishes up hatchets and moves us on to tomahawks finally. Look for a change, Sensei Randy's going to
2: start
1: us out. Thanks, Sensei Randy. <laughs> oh, Sensei. Tomahawks originated with the Algonquin Indians in Native America. The term tomahawk came from the Algonquin word tomahawk or possibly tomahawkin and were made from stone heads that were attached to handles with strips of rawhide leather. And hmm.
2: I'll wow. keep it going, Sensei Randy but I don't think I can top that one. <laughs> tomahawks were used for hunting, shopping, and of course as a weapon. About 400 years ago, Europeans introduced
3: the metal blade to Native Americans, and they became very good at using them in battles. Well, I'm going to add that even tomahawks had tool-type implements added to the butt side of the head. Hammers, spikes, and even pipes have been recovered.
2: Pipes like...
0: I smoke,
3: uh-huh.
0: Oh. Even though we mentioned hatchets in the military, tomahawks show up there too. For example, in the Revolutionary War, the Continental Congress required the military men to carry either a tomahawk or a sword for hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. They called it melee combat, which, ew. But it was a melee. <laughs> yeah, that's too. I think so sword, too. Sword, tomahawk, sword. Just
1: a bloody mess.
2: That's true. And some American soldiers used tomahawks in World War II, and even in the Korean War.
1: I read that. Also, there was a resurgence of tomahawk use starting in 1966 when a man named Peter Lagana, a World War II vet and indigenous Mohawk, made and sold 1,000 of what he called tactical tomahawks to use in Vietnam.
0: That does give you something to think about, though. I'm starting to think that a small hatchet or a tomahawk, like any small weapon, you get used to the one you carry, and that's what you like. You know what I mean, guys? That's- I totally know what you mean, today. Don't you think so, too, Sensei Randy? Of course. Okay, let's finish up with some fun facts about throwing. It's super popular these days. Oh, yes. And as we've been doing all day, Landon starts us out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, the tomahawk throwing competitions stay back to even colonial times.
3: And I read that the range is at least 50 feet long for safety and that targets are usually tree trunks or at least planks of soft wood.
1: Us, I'll add that a good throwing tomahawk has a handle that's 12 to 24 inches with a cutting edge that's no bigger than four and a half inches, and the butt is benign for safety and good throwing balance.
0: And I'm going to finish it off by saying that none of us has much experience on this one, but I I hope someday soon that we get out to throw some hatchets and tomahawks. Don't you guys? Oh, I would love that. That will be fun. Yes. We're going to set it up as a field trip and we will report on Twitter our findings. Yes. us. So I'm going to make this one nice and simple and finish up with a shout out to the audience. We need your stories. Us, we do. We want your stories about axes, hatchets, tomahawks, or any other throwing or chopping implement. Us. Do you have a favorite? We'd love to hear from you. I already told you how. Us. Plus, we'd love your support. So tell people about our podcast. Okay, guys? All right, I'm going to start, Randy, with you. It was fun having you on today.
1: Thanks for having me, Senseis.
0: It totally felt different now that you're a Sensei. (laughs) No, I teased. It was was as comfortable as ever. But he's much more erudite. (laughs) I don't even know what that means.
2: Sensei, can I just say something real quick? Can I end with a uh, You found a pun, didn't you? I'm sorry. (laughs) He's been over at his computer looking up puns. Let's see what he came up with. It is not simple to understand what these lumberjacks are trying to say because they speak with a thick accent. Oh. Oh. This is why I didn't open that can of worms. Because we
0: would be doing it all day long, and we would be chopping each other but in the wrong direction, so we would be bottoming each other. Exactly. (laughs) How low can you go? All right. Cynthia Randy, thanks again. Say good night.
1: Good night. Goodbye.
3: Bye, everyone. Goodbye. What a pleasure.
2: Are you looking to buy martial arts gear? So why not support a specific small business? Our sponsor, Honor Athletics Martial Arts Supply.
3: My favorite way to shop is to call them at 770-945-5150.
0: But you can always check them out on honorathletics.com. I can't believe that's a tongue twister. And don't forget to mention the tongue twister. No. (laughs) Don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Thanks in advance. And with that, I'm signing off. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us
1: again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.